0: Hello and welcome to the Conspiracy John Show, where it's not all about conspiracies. Hello, I'm Conspiracy John, welcome back to the show. We are on episode number three today, it is the 22nd of December 2021, the day after the winter solstice, and what a crazy year it has turned out to be, Uh, unsurprising. From my point of view, I'm not surprised that we're seeing the level of insanity that we're seeing everywhere. And there is a serious ostrich head in the sand phenomenon going on, particularly here in Ireland, where they've just introduced uh, even more restrictions. And uh, people are like, yeah, yeah, should Jesus, you just have to do it. You just have to do it. It's like, yeah, you do. Have, have you researched any of it yourself? No, 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 no. The news said. Sure, if it's on the news, it must be true. <laughs> if you, you could only laugh at it or you'd be crying. Well, I would anyway. Uh, today, we're going to jump into... We're going to leave this world and we're going to jump into the old world today. I have touched upon the old world in several of the previous episodes and it has a variety of different intrigues to it and what i'd like to discuss today is primarily the fact that this whole world like the 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 planet or the plane or whatever you want to call this place this place this realm this this playground where we have found ourselves in was originally extremely high-tech and it looked very different than what it looks like today in order to build this world there was a huge amount of uh, quarrying in order to create the infrastructure that we see everywhere and this quarrying and this mining would have brought the natural minerals of the previous world Uh, whether it was i don't know was it a forest or was it a garden like in avatar the movie or something like that but somebody came in or else the people who are were already here uh they decided that they were going to terraform the land and this is actually something that i go into in great detail in the buried ireland series and I link it up with the mythology of the Irish god races. So the Tuatha Dé Danann, the Firbulug, and the... Um, Who's the other one? The Fomorians. So I have a particular interest in it. And I also like to link back to the stories of the Anunnaki, ancient Sumerian texts, uh, Zechariah Sitchin style. And their story speaks of the mining of this place, and they turned it into a mega, a mega, mega, mega So what a mega is, is that's just like super high tech in my mind. Uh, apologies for the, the butchering of the word. So in order to create their world, They had to do a lot of quarrying and a lot of mining. And from what I can see, the whole place, mountains, fields, uh, possibly even where the oceans are now, this whole place was completely built out with buildings and a high-tech, what would you call it, I suppose, can can you say a high-tech technology? That this technology was a level of where, like programmable matter, shall we say. So I mentioned, I think it was in the last episode, about like a microchip. All a microchip is, is silicone and a few other bits of metal that have been programmed and then they perform a specific function. And... I think that the world that was lost, the old world, this Tartarian world or the Empire of Rus or whatever you want to call it, the world of the Normans and the Moors, um, the world of the giants and the gods who had superpowers, they were using, as far as I can see from my research, they had figured out how to program technology, how to program the natural minerals of the world. To an extent that we can't even imagine, like next level programming, even to the point where they would have, I think, the ability to transfer their consciousness into avatars or robots or androids and um, whatever you want to call them. Uh, a kind of an altered carbon type of scenario where they were able to live forever they were able to die one day and retransfer their consciousness back in the next day to another avatar and this for me is why the gods were considered so powerful in the ancient tales and why they had such magical superpowers because they were immortal for reason being that they spent the most of the time within an avatar within an android so their consciousness was only inhabiting this robot body and these avatars could be large they could be small i like i'm hypothesizing here obviously I, i don't know for sure i wasn't there but the feeling that i get is that these robots these androids these avatars were how society functioned and that was the way of the world for i don't know how long but it was for a while anyway and that was that was the old world and in order to do this they they had created i think almost a shape shifting technology so if we're talking about let's let's speak firstly about the the actual avatars, the Android versions. So if you think of a T1000, a programmable matter, shape-shifting, um, self-learning, also like a super kind of AI. I don't know if you watched uh, Altered Carbon as well. Um, the AI in it, like there's like AI robots. What's his name? Poe. And uh, he's a super duper. AI that can learn and he can he can become more and more sentient but he's not a conscious being so the AI is not necessarily conscious itself but what I'm suggesting is that we had in the old world we had AI beings like Poe from Altered Carbon uh, like um, who's the dude in Star Trek Uh, the android or the android and alien but these guys that were they were programmed and they didn't go too far beyond their programming in terms of being conscious and being aware of themselves their programming was limited to what they had already been pre-programmed to do like the npc in uh, free guy and once an npc becomes self-aware they change from uh, an AI type of a being into a more of a conscious type of a being. And I personally don't think that there is possibly a difference between an AI being that becomes sentient and a human being that becomes sentient. Because what I'm seeing nowadays is a lot of human beings that are walking around on their pre-programmed AI settings. Uh, they came in here, they picked up the programming day one and they continue to program and they continue to take the upgrades that the matrix gives them. And I think the same could be said of AI and that an AI can become sentient at a certain point because at the end of the day, it's all consciousness. It's all, I, I hate to use the word God because it's so triggered, but it's all God. It's all divine and it is a, a higher awareness that is playing itself out within this playground and the fact that technology is made from minerals which were originally organic so all of the minerals that we see that are metals and that are stones now they were originally organic minerals so now they're inorganic they're not alive anymore there there's no life in them they don't grow but originally all of the minerals that are used currently to make technology they were all once alive they were all filled with consciousness they were once a tree they were once a leaf they were once uh, a mushroom but all of these inorganic minerals that the world that we live in is built from and also the old world as well that that was built from they were all originally organic and alive so it's all the one consciousness and consciousness has the ability to become sentient I think so shapeshifters avatars What was going on in this old world? The mythology of Ireland speaks of shapeshifters. The mythology of many, many different countries speaks of shapeshifters. What was a shapeshifter? Were they biological beings like a flesh and blood god being that could manipulate the nature of this place in order to shapeshift? Or were they more like... A T-1000 shapeshifter. Where their avatar could shapeshift. But they weren't necessarily a biological being. Like. Well I would consider myself to be. A biological being. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure at this stage anymore. Because this world is so crazy. So I'm not really sure what the laws of this place are anymore. But in comparison to a machine. I am a biological being. And I think that in the past, in the old world, this Tartaria, I think that there were two types of being. You had a biological being, man, the Adam and Eve uh, prototype, that human, the the sons and daughters of God, as they're called in the Bible. And I think you also had these artificial avatars so something that you could project your consciousness into a biological not a non-biological robot a, a programmable mineral robot and i have a theory that a lot of the statues that we see all over the place are the remains of these technological avatars and they were frozen in time when the technology, when the when the power source of the old world was turned off. They were frozen in time, and that's why we see them frozen in time, and that's why we see them. I have a, I can, I like to consider the possibility that these statues that we see nowadays were either robots like Poe in. Uh, Altered Carbon, or they were avatars that contained the consciousness or that could contain the consciousness of a sentient being from elsewhere. So you could plug into your avatar from wherever you may be, but your biological body is elsewhere. And there seems to be a link between these avatars and these androids and cemeteries or graveyards once again alarm bells ringing oh my god graveyards uh trigger trigger uh relax i'm only joking but it is such a trigger word like i can't talk about this kind of stuff the most of the time because people get so weird about it but taking a step back from the death aspect of a graveyard what was really going on in these cemeteries we have Examples of what look like doorways or portals. And we have statues that are all over these graveyards. And they are all in various levels of distress and anxiety. They look very sad. And they look like their world was just about to end. And that they knew their world was just about to end. And they all seemed to flee to the cemeteries so when you go to a cemetery you will see lots of statues looking all very distressed and these statues have some very very intricate detail on them even the saint patrick one from the previous uh, from the first conspiracy john show uh, if you see the detail on the clothing that was on these and some of them are holding flowers and like the detail it's so intricate And then if we look at the other statues, like the one that has the net over it or the the veil on the face, there's so many examples. And then there's giant statues as well, like the ones on the Trevi Fountain. Um, So the consideration that I have is that were these statues originally alive, not alive in the human biological sense, but alive in the robot sense? and something happened that the old world turned off. And then the robots or the androids and the avatars also turned off. So they lost their power source. And I I don't know why I'm so drawn to this theory, but it just seems to make so much sense to me when I look around at all of the different statues everywhere and how they look like their world is literally ending and they all fled to these cemeteries all fled to these graveyards so there seems to be a link between what we call a graveyard is linked to death so in this world everything is inverted so I wonder in the old world were these graveyards linked to life were they in fact the Birthplaces of the avatars are what we call a grave now. Is a grave actually the place, the entrance, the portal in order that one could come from, uh, or in order that one could project their consciousness into a robot and to go about this world then in the avatar? And were they fleeing back to the graveyards in order to try and save themselves? And there's like you've got angels in some parts, uh, statues of angels, and then you've also got statues of people. So angels being the pe- the the beings with the wings, and then people don't have any wings. So it seems like they all fled back to the graveyards in order to escape the cataclysm. And what was this cataclysm? This cataclysm for me is what is called the mud flood or the Um, the end of the world, the Ragnarok of Norse mythology, the end of the high technology, Anunnaki, super megalopolis world. They didn't have water and oceans in the same way as we have them. They didn't have rivers in the same way as we have them. They didn't have mud and they didn't have sand. Their world was a high-tech wonderland. It was completely built out and they had factories that created minerals and metals. And when all of those factories, like factories all over the place, like this was this was a serious operation. And during the cataclysm, during the mud flood, during the Ragnarok, something happened that caused all of their factories to shut down. And explode all of their goo out onto the landscape. And what we see today as like sand and dirt and uh, melted looking buildings and flowing stone and all, not to mention all of the mud that's everywhere and the clay. I think that what happened was that their factories shut down. Something happened. The power was shut off. It was like in Anna in the stories of the Anunnaki where Inanna took the mees or the meh I don't know what you want to call them but in the story of an Anunnaki Inanna stole the meh from Enki who was the creator god of humans possibly the creator god of avatars and not humans that's also something to consider Uh, humans were possibly here already but Enki just manipulated the DNA of the human in order to create a super high-tech Android avatar version so that the Anunnaki could come and interact in this previous Garden of Eden and convince the existing inhabitants to give away their freedom and to help the Anunnaki create the high-tech world so they essentially mined out the Garden of Eden and paved it but the story of Inanna where she takes the meh or the Mies and she Goes on a rampage that destroys the Middle East the story set in the in the area of Iraq and Iran and Turkey and all and Egypt that's where the setting of the story is but if you take that story and if you think that this was a high-tech world that had controls and that if you could take those controls and if you could press some buttons that would essentially explode the whole show with a few presses of buttons so if you have a load of factories let's say if you're take a simple example if you've got a factory that's creating some sort of a concrete geopolymer and they have all they had all types of concrete geopolymers but let's say there was one particular and it was uh, what we call sandstone okay and that factory was cr- set up in a mountain. Let's say, for example, Caron gigantic factories up in the mountains. Like I think that mountains were originally uh, huge buildings, uh, huge pyramid, megastructures. And that's where an awful lot of the creation of this world was coming from. And imagine for a moment that you could press the button and that your whole factory just shuts down and all of the sandstone that you were creating for building just flowed out over the land and just covered the land which covered all the buildings you know feet you know 12 feet 20 feet maybe even 100 feet i don't know how much it actually covered but i do know that we only see the tops of the old world and that what we see in our world today is the highest point of what was the old world so my theory that I like to consider is that all of these factories shut down the power turned off and the power that were that the power that was turned off was the same power that was running the avatars of the androids so I consider that the free electricity the spires and the domes and the obelisks I think that everything was animated and everything was turned on, that the buildings themselves were turned on and that they actually had a layering over them as well. They had a, a layer of quartz and quartz is a very commonly used material today in uh, in technology circles as a programmable type of mineral. A quartz, I think it's used in watches as well. So... There is a lot of evidence that would show that there was a quartz plaster covering the whole landscape, like buildings, bridges, uh, obelisks, everything. And that this quartz was like, maybe even like like an iPad type of a, a screen. Think of the glass of an iPad and think of being able to program into that glass various like defense so you could defend you could put on a force field you could you could change the color you could heat it up you could cool it down you could you know imagine that you had super high tech covering all of your buildings and that all of the buildings could be turned on that everything turned on not just the lights not just the spire and that this technology was powered from under the ground with water and the water acted as the current of the circuit board and connected all of the buildings together in this beautiful pattern. And with that it supercharged the atmosphere around everything so that you're essentially within a bubble of power and within that bubble you have a wireless energy that allows you to power your avatars or your androids. But when that wireless energy is turned off, all of the technology that was being powered by that energy also turns off as well. So that is my high, high level theory of the old world and the type of technology that they had. So the steps were that the power turned off. All of the factories spewed out their recipes onto the land, uh, combined with large levels of water as well. And when this happened, we ended up with what is called the mud flood, the mud flood cataclysm. And all of the buildings and the avatars and the androids that we now call statues all of the technology that used to be animated all mineralized in the sludge of the flood so you had all of the minerals mixing together with the water and mineralizing basically everything and turning what was something else so it's no limestone it's no red brick it's no iron uh, it's now um, mudstone, but it was something else before, and it was something that could be more akin to a technology like, uh, like something we would use in an iPad or in a laptop or uh, any type of technology really. You know, copper wiring, uh, but it was something else. It's it wasn't the same. It wasn't the same structure. As it is today what we see today we live in the stone age we live in the mineralized age and what came before it was a highly technologically advanced age and I think that even today if we go back to uh, mining and the idea of we mine metals now and we mine minerals and uh, we use them in order to create our technology nowadays. I have a sneaky suspicion that we don't do any mining nowadays. I have a suspicion that all of these mines that are supposedly being used to extract iron and copper, I don't think they're extracting anything out of there. And I think that a lot of it is just smoke and mirrors. I actually think that the majority of the metal that they have taken is from the old world and the majority of the stone and the what they call you know concrete and uh, portland cement and all of these so called natural aggregates that come from quarries that these are actually already non natural that these are already something that has been repurposed by us in order that we can rebuild our technology but I actually think like a lot of the say, for example, if you look at the surrounds on the graves, every grave had this big metal, a big iron, big cast iron surrounds. And all of like the, uh, well, I won't say all, but lots that I've seen of Celtic crosses, they contain um, iron backbones and iron framing within them. And also they actually have red brick in them, would you believe, Uh celtic crosses there's a few celtic crosses that i've seen that are broken and they have red brick in them so but from the metal perspective there was metal everywhere there was iron everywhere there was iron on all of the windows there was iron on top of walls there was iron on the steps leading up to buildings and all of that iron has been stolen and reused and turned into stainless steel for a large part of from what i can see but I I'll be interested to see how that one develops in the future, to see if we are actually mining anything. I don't know are we mining anything at all? I think that we're just re that we've taken the metal from the old world, it's been remelted down, and then it's been given back to us then under the story that oh yeah, we went into the mines and she's we get it from stones and we break the stones down and like I think that metal is probably a recipe and it never came from stones. I'm sure that there is a metal content in many stones like this like you know you'll find iron in a stone but I think that that iron was put there in the original recipe when they were making that you know whatever stone it is contains the iron that was part of the recipe and then when the factory exploded the mountain factory exploded its goo all over the landscape then we were left with a stone that has a high level of iron content or a high level of you know copper content whatever the metal may be I think that these metals were in the existing recipes and I don't think that we do much work with breaking down stones nowadays I might be wrong I haven't I haven't looked into it deeply enough but I just have a sneaky suspicion that a lot of the metal we use today is repurposed and uh, and I think that's it for today guys um thanks for listening this has been conspiracy john on the conspiracy john show where it's not all about conspiracies and i will be back to you with another one very soon have a good one